Welcome to the two-year Teaching and Tech podcast, brought to you by the Teaching and Learning Center at Great Falls College, Montana State University. Join us for fun, informative episodes where we share tips, ideas, and conversations about teaching, learning, and instructional technology in two-year education. I'm Mandy, and Becky and I are back. We are starting a new series called No Obligation Book Club, where we read books about teaching and learning so you don't have to. Today, we're starting small in the spirit of the book, Small Teaching, Everyday Lessons from the Science of Learning, second edition. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Becky. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the author, James M. Lang. He's written a few different books related to education, and I would recommend check him out if you have a chance to look him up. He's a professional of English and the director of the Center for Teaching Excellence at Assumption University in Morchester, Massachusetts. And like I said, he's written quite a few different books. So check them out and check him out. Becky, let's tell our listeners what small teaching is. We'll just give a really high level overview of small teaching because in our upcoming episodes, we're going to really dig into the book and share with you some of the big takeaways from each section. But for today, we're starting small. We're going to be discussing what this concept is and why we're excited about it. Small teaching is based on the idea that fundamental pedagogical improvement is possible through incremental change. And that is a direct quote from the book. Based on that idea, James Lang discovered that there are ways to make powerful improvements to students' learning experiences with very small changes. I like to think about it as the idea of effort versus impact. In my understanding, small teaching is a fairly low effort activity on the part of the instructor with high impact for students. That's a great way to look at it. I really like that, Mandy. James Lang came up with three criteria for this idea of small teaching. What I like about this is this really shows that it's evidence-based. He didn't just pull these out of his head and make it up and say, oh, I think it works. Like there's actual evidence that, that this is something that works. Number one, every one of his small teaching activities has a foundation in the learning sciences, which he has studied extensively. Number two, experimental research. Everything that he suggests, he has found actual research to back it up. He's worked with neuroscientists and all kinds of other super smart people to get this research. So it's not, again, just made up. And then his third criteria is that he has to be able to observe the principles directly. So in addition to all of that research, he also has either himself put this in practice or watched other instructors put it in practice and he's watched it work. So those are his three criteria. He's real, this is real. It's not just some made up thing. It meets universal accessibility. This is for everyone. It's not just hocus pocus. It's exactly it's real. Yes. I think it's so important when you're thinking about interventions or changes you want to make in your classes that they are evidence-based because there's so many anecdotal things out there, especially in the education world, where we're not really accurately or adequately studying whether something has made it a real change or not. I'm really excited that this book is based on evidence-based practices. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And he did all the footwork for us. Exactly. So now we can just make small little changes. Yes. And he's figured it all out and said that it works. We're going to benefit <laughs> from this. So Becky, tell me what you're excited about with this book. I think what I am most excited about, and this is directly from the book, James Lang talks about his small teaching activities as things that require minimal preparation and grading. And I think that's really important, especially for me from an instructional designer perspective, I work with a lot of adjuncts. The adjuncts don't have time for complete course overhauls or things that are going to take hours to grade. And frankly, they're not paid enough. We, we need those suggestions that we can give to adjuncts and faculty that are changes that they can make that are quick, really good ways to engage their students and, and make their courses better. So I'm really excited that it is small and that it is not going to take a lot of effort. I, I love that low effort, high impact. For sure. Along the same lines, I'm really excited that some of the approaches in the book are small modifications to course design or ways of communicating with students. Because I think often it becomes really overwhelming when we think about the idea of making changes to course design or spending the time to consider how we're communicating with students. Sometimes that just feels like a lot. And when everybody's really busy and have full workloads, full schedules, the idea of making any changes to your course design, even if you know they need to happen, can just feel like a lot. So I think it's gonna be exciting to see what are these small, doable, low effort changes that could happen with course design where faculty will start seeing improvement for their students. I agree. I think that's going to be great. And I, I, I love that some of these activities that he's going to share are just brief little five to 10 minute activities, nothing that needs to take up a whole class. If it's a longer activity, if, it, if he's suggesting something that's maybe an intervention for a whole class, it's a one time intervention. This isn't an every class period or every day you have to do it this way. So it's small little incremental steps and not quite as overwhelming, like you said, as an entire class overhaul. I'm excited to dive into part one. Me too. So that's all we have today. We are keeping it short. Please join us next time when we discuss the first part of this book and share with you our big takeaways and ways that you might be able to implement small teaching strategies in your own class. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about our work, visit us at www.gfcmsu.edu. See you next time.